Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. How's it going, everyone? We're in verse 5 of Luke chapter 21 today. Some of his disciples began talking about the majestic stonework of the temple and the memorial decorations on the walls. But Jesus said, The time is coming when all these things will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Teacher, they asked, when will all this happen? What sign will show us that these things are about to take place? He replied, Don't let anyone mislead you. For many will come in my name, claiming, I am the Messiah, and saying, The time has come, but don't believe them. And when you hear of wars and insurrections, don't panic. Yes, these things must take place first, but the end won't follow immediately. Then he added, Nation will go to war against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, and there will be famines and plagues in many lands, and there will be terrifying things and great miraculous signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, there will be a time of great persecution. You will be dragged into synagogues and prisons, and you will stand trial before kings and governors because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell them about me. I hope you picked up on the fact that Jesus does not directly answer the question that is given to him by the disciples as he predicts the destruction of the temple that they are in. And as they are taking a look at all of the stoneworks and all of the uh, great architecture around them, it's easy to look at the disciples as being kind of tourists, keeping in mind that they are from remote areas. They are impressed with the temple and their surroundings. They're not used to this before. So they are in tourist mode and they are just amazed. And isn't this incredible? And Jesus predicts the destruction, which immediately brings them out of the tourist mode and asks Jesus when this is going to happen. They want Jesus to give them an answer, whether that be, um, you know, they want to be close to maybe prevent it from happening, or we don't want to be anywhere near this temple when the destruction is going to happen. Either way you slice this, they want the answer to when. The more info that we receive about something that's going to happen, the more in control we feel. And I believe that this is what the disciples are coming at when they ask Jesus when this will take place. Hard to imagine that something so incredible would ever be destroyed. And yet here is Jesus predicting the destruction. And the destruction we know because we have hindsight, we have that benefit of knowing that this takes place in about 70 AD when Rome overthrows the city of Jerusalem. This is something we've talked about before. But as Jesus is talking about this, he's talking more than just the temple. Jesus is talking about the end of time before time ends and the final judgment comes. False messiahs will come. And this is one of the many, many signs that he gives that the end is drawing near. And it's interesting that he tells them to not believe that these messiahs, so to speak, claim to be the actual messiah, that these people are impersonating the messiah. Wouldn't the disciples know that? Wouldn't they know, like, yeah, you're obviously not Jesus? That's true, but I think this warning is given to us as well, that when Jesus comes back, it is going to be so undeniable, instead of just being these nobodies that come kind of quietly up and try and deceive people who might fall for their ruse. On top of false messiahs that we should not believe, that we can ignore, Jesus mentions civil unrest, wars, and natural disasters. And in all of that, the instructions that he gives us is to not panic. Don't be afraid. All of this will happen. And all of this is a result of a fallen and sinful world. These are the consequences. God curses the earth because of our sin. And we see this back in Genesis. 
Later on in the New Testament, we see that creation groans because of the sin. It desires this redemption when it will be made new at the end of time. And in that groaning, you have earthquakes, famines, plagues, droughts, uh, tsunamis, all of these things that come up as natural disasters that are terrible to behold and to see people on the receiving end of these disasters. It's really terrible. And in all of this, Jesus says, don't panic. All of this is going to happen. But before all of that, in the midst of all of that even, is this great persecution that's going to come first. Before Jesus finally returns, there will be a great persecution. And this great persecution starts almost immediately after they receive the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts, chapter 2. We see that uh, in Acts chapter 4, when Peter and John go to pray in the same temple, that they are arrested and brought before the Sanhedrin and started to be questioned about who, by whose name and whose authority did you do this miracle? They say, well, it's the name of Jesus. You remember the guy you killed? And we talked all about that last season in the early episodes of this podcast. And we see that carry on all the way into today is that this great persecution has started immediately after Jesus leaves and has continued on to this day. All of this is serving as an opportunity for the people who are being persecuted to share their faith in Jesus. Jesus gives all of these signs not to scare us, right? He's not saying, and then this is going to happen. And then like every ingredient of a, a terrible situation, he's not giving us this to scare us. He's also not doing this so that we can decode exactly when he'll return. And people will do this. They'll take weird, bizarre numbers and mathematics to try and figure out an exact date and time for his return. And Jesus says, that's not how this works. The Bible is not a decoder ring for the second coming of Jesus. Instead, the signs that he gives here are given to remind us that he's coming again. And when you see natural disasters, when you hear about wars, and when you see people suffering through droughts and famine and things like that, it is a reminder to us to remain diligent in building the kingdom of God, to continue to share our faith with those who may persecute us, right? It is a reminder for us to keep about the work that he gives us to do as his people. So the takeaway question today, what can you do today to be about the work of the kingdom of God? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.